Guess what, everyone? I'm back. Yep. I'm back in the seat. This lockdown has really been giving me some good ideas of what to do. So, you should be looking forward to a few more episodes like this before the lockdown lifts up. Featuring, but today we're focusing on a bit of nostalgic. Today we are talking about the 2001 game Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, released in 2001 for the PlayStation 2. So, what's the background of this one? So, Gran Turismo... First we've got to look at the rest, the first two Gran Turismo games on the original PlayStation. Released in 1997 by a small development studio called Polyphony Digital, based in Japan, under the of Sony for Sony Computer Entertainment. The game was directed and produced by a man called Kazunori Yamauchi, when he a real racing sim- driving simulator. Hence, the tagline of the whole franchise is the real driving simulator. Here, and I have the game in its all of its 128-bit glory. I still enjoy the game on it. So, what is the car list? Oh, we've got we have a lot of cars to play with. Manufacturers including, but not limited to, Acura, AMG, Aston Martin. BMW, Nissan, Chevrolet, Citroen, Chrysler, and more. All from the par. All on. What are these babies? Your Magic Gate PS2 memory card. Yeah, all stored in the glory, in the 128 bit glory on your 8 megabyte memory card. Why is it on your memory card? Because the PS2 didn't have a hard drive. They didn't get round to that until the PS3 era. Which also had two Gran Turismo games. Gran Turismo 5 and 6, which I might review 6 later on in the year if I ever play it again. But back to Gran Turismo 3. Only to rave reviews being the second best-selling game on the PlayStation 2, just behind... I'll give you a second to guess. Alright, that's enough time. It'll G- if you guessed GTA San Andreas, which you probably did, you were correct. It was GTA San Andreas. I'd, although every person's house I went to the, had a PS2, probably always had Gran Turismo 3. It literally was the must-have PS2 game at the time. Well, it even got a Platinum. Which I somehow, oh, the one I own is Platinum version. But what do I actually think of the game? Well, to put it bluntly, play it as an arcade, it is a blast. Start, you get six tracks. You get Super Speedway, Midfield, Smoky Mountain, Swiss Alps, Trial Mountain, and Reverse of Midfield. All of which, except Super Speedway and really Swiss Alps, have become, over time, Gran Turismo mainstays. With some GT Sport Liddell's exceptions. Sport rules exceptions there and there. 
how do you unlock the next round of the rest of the tracks? You just win on each track in arcade mode. Women pleasure. We have tracks featuring Monaco, Laguna Seca, another Gran Turismo Mesa, such as Complex Stream, Apricot Hill, Seattle Circuit, and Tokyo Route 246, where on the final turn you can actually view the headquarters of Sony Computer Entertainment. I am not joking. You can view Sony in this game. Which is actually a pretty meta. Pretty meta, to be perfectly honest. But, well, the thing is, the game isn't perfect. Well, for what on license tests? Yep, they're back, people. At least now there's only eight per license, and there's... There's a special license. Hell, there's even a rally license. Which teaches you in the ends and outs of rallying, which is why I prefer over Dirt Rally 2.0. Please don't tell Codemasters that I prefer, prefer Gran Turismo. Roy came from 2001 to their 2019 Tough as Nails Rally Sim. Ha ha ha. Actually, speaking of the ga- cars, it's bloody amazing fun. On the dirt, you're power sliding, you drift through corners in a vast amount of cars. In arcade mode for rally, you get Evos, Imprezas, a Corolla, a Sara, a 206, the Ford Focus, and of course the Escort. Because why wouldn't you? With unlockables being the Toyota Celica and the Lancia Delta. But and on the road, the classes... And you can even choose race cars. Oh, no, okay. Rude. Race car selection is amazing. You've got your super Japanese GT touring cars, like your, your Skylines, your Sylvias, your ASXs, and your Supras. Again, you've also got Limon racers. You've got Vipers. Corvettes. And when you get around to unlocking them, from Limon winner, the Mazda 787B, which I already have. Because I got it in the sim in the career, and you can use your career garage. Ha 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 ha. But your auto match, the AI cars will be matched to whatever you. So just so if you try and pull a fast one, and you can pull a fast one on the AI by pulling out the Toyota GT1. Don't try it. Just don't. They'll match you up against like GT1s, Vipers, and 787Bs just to be a bit difficult. I mean, you know, in my garage, I have a Toyota Sprinter Trueno AE86. So I can deja vu around all those. Op- my opponents can. I can deja vu my opponents into next week. Which is always fun because you get to deja vu. Oh, well, the Trueno is pretty much in the lowest class of the game. And is about 13,000 credits. And some races give off up to the long... <laughs> from a standard of a couple of laps to endurance races. Races that can last not just minutes, but hours. I've only done one of these endurance races, that being the Super Speedway 150 miles. And Super Speedway is a one and a half mile oval, meaning the race is 100 laps. 
I predicted because I usually manage to tear through super speedway races and I do about a minute do each race lap super speedway in about 30 seconds ish I figured I could win the race see about half an hour I know there's tyre wear and all that so there's multiple times you'll have to be in the pit lane my pit strategy was going on every lap ending in a 7 except lap 87 and 97 on lap 77 that was my last my last stop was on last on lap 77 made it the remainder of the 23 laps won the race took home 200,000 credits and a car I had the random odds of a Renault Clio a Polyphony 001, which is a fictional F1 car. They had more realistic names in the American version. The Polyphony 001 is the name given to the F1 cars in the European version, which I obviously have. Why I would give to go and get the American version. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to play it because the PS2 is region locked. Don't you hate it when that happened, when your console's region locked? All the big consoles at the time were region locked. No, you can't play that awesome import game from Japan. And the PS4 allows you to play import games. Well, but you can't buy DLC, because it's, this store is region locked. So I've actually had that trouble myself before with... thing known as NASCAR Heat Evolution, which I have a lot to say about. And I will do it in a later video podcast or whatever the hell these things are these days but really I I got it in Walmart for 20 bucks brought it back to the UK I I played it I was alright with it it's not the best NASCAR game ever and I'll be able to say it's the worst hmm well, it has manufacturers, so it makes it immediately better than NASCAR 09. But, personally, I really do not like that. But, overall, GT3 is... Back to GT3. This can get tedious, but also pretty... But AI always have the apex and the racing better racing line on you. AI are bound to be perfect. They always they always go to train and they always take the optimum racing line. You can do is draft off them and or pit maneuver them out of the way. Actually, you can't really pit maneuver them, but they easily can pit maneuver you. One of the biggest gripes of Dirt Rally 2.0. Rallycross. The drivers will blast out and decide they don't like you and just pit manoeuvre you into a wall or something. Ruining your run and probably your chances at a, ch- uh, a spot in the semi-final.
and I have had some clutch things happen in dirt rally matches. Like, final that just becomes a flat out demolition derby. All of a sudden, it's locked on the back stretch, and I just re reverse sec win second. But then again, Gran Turismo isn't like that, it isn't chaotic. Calm. Pretty just fun. My garage is pretty overpowered, though. I mean, I've got Toyota, GT1787Bs, I've got Impreza's Evos, a Trueno, a Mustang, you know, even a Corvette. To tune some and somehow well another they are tuned to give off a bit of extra oomph in the turns. And plus you can machine test your cars for absolutely free, seeing how fast they are, how like top speed is. I mean my my Mazda seven my Toyota Sprint Trueno will reach two hundred and twenty eight kilometers per hour. Which is pretty decent I guess. Nothing compared to something like the 787 could reach. That thing can reach beyond 350. But anyway, overall verdict? Gameplay? It's great. It's just pure Gran Turismo, it's finest. Physics are wonderful. If a little frustrating at times. AI can be a bit of a nuisance, and the UI is brilliant, and the cars, 10 out of 10, I'm giving Gran Turismo A-Spec 9.5 out of 10. Next up is a detailed but completely stupid idea, it's another 10 words or less, but this time it's every single transfer. Transformers series released in the West. So don't expect stuff like Victory or Headmasters to be here because they won't. Let us begin. G1. This is how it starts. Could be worse. Generation 2. Is this just a G1? With a bit of CGI. Beast Wars. Hmm. It's a bit overrated in my eyes. Beast Machines. The CGI could do with some work. Robots in Disguise. It's anime. It's Transformers anime, people. Armada. It all kicks off with the Unicron battles. Energon. Optimus can become a Megazord now. Cybertron. The CGI could use some work. Animated. Holy crap, this is actually really good and in state with a 2D animation. Prime. This is a perfect... This is a perfect Transformers series. Much better than the Michael Bay series films. Haha, <laughs> also screw you, Michael Bay. Rescue bots. This... This doesn't think of... This, I don't think this is Transformers. Rescue bots is not Transformers. This is a kid's show. Maybe a young audience. I would 
And finally, Robots in Disguise 2015. Well, they let Bumblebee speak now. So it's a vast improvement over the Michael Bay films. And Cyberverse. What happened? And now time for my top and bottom five. We're going to alternate. So, number five best Robots in Disguise 2001. I don't know why I like it. I've seen loads of episodes of it and I love it. The characters are unique. Each Autobot is absolutely... Stars mean the four main Autobots are Optimus, Cyburn, Exploit and Prowl. So, two new characters straight off the bat. Plus the long-awaited return of Prowl. It's about time we saw Prowl back. And he's got an upgrade. By that, he's in a Lambo. He's essentially got a Lambo. You have a two new main new Autobots, X-Brawn is strong, but really, and Sideburn, completely infatuated with red sports cars, but that he, he is a Dodge Viper, he is a blatant, he's just a Viper, they let literally, um, is blatantly a Dodge Viper, that's just cool, he's a Dodge, they managed to get away with, without any brand names, he is a Dodge Viper. Cyburn got away with adding a Dodge Viper without even asking Dodge if they could even use the likeness of a Viper. Next. Number five. Worst. Jeez, is there even a bad transport? Desert Beast Machines. Just Beast Machines. The CGI needs to really, really need some work. I think it so needs work beyond work. I mean, this makes the Michael Bay films looks like the Mona Lisa. Oh, God. Oh, actually, look forward to that in a few weeks where I discuss the Michael Bay, discuss the, trans the future of Hasbro and Paramount, which discussing Michael Bay Transformers that MLP movie that, that Paramount are going to be bringing onto the world. And the upcoming Power Rangers reboot, written by the guy who wrote the comic, it's the end of the f***ing world. And right next best. It's a number four best Armada. It's amazing. We got mini cons like mill robots that make even more powerful. I think now we can make the even over, the most overpowered Autobots and Decepticons even more overpowered. And that's exactly happened. And Unicron. Just you, and also Unicron. Just Unicron. Back after fifth. Back in the limelight after 20, after just under 19 years of being away, under 20 years of being away, he's back. And he's even more evil than ever. I mean, seriously, Unicron was a murderer in the first, in the Transformers movie. Actually, I'm going to be reviewing that next week or the week after or whenever the fudge I get around to it. Transformers the movie. But there's one downside with this Unicron in Armada. 
He's not voiced by Orson Welles, although that would be completely impossible because Orson Welles is dead. Moving on straight to number three. I'm giving this to Animated. I mean, it's amazing. You've got an awesome story, and uh, the Autobot team is pretty decent. But look, seriously, I mean, honestly, people, this is what you should be making. The Transformers. should be a part of how to do a Transformers show. The rest, I think. We're tuning into this show on the Cartoon Network and loving it. I mean, I really liked it, and this, I caught up just about season three, when this was, I mainly caught on to the whole, I mainly caught on to this, this Transformers animated, about the time Revenge of the, in cinemas, when Revenge of the Fallen was just coming out. Yeah. I was made for exposure to the Transformers franchise. With the Michael Bay films, I had it has been years until I watched G One and Beast Wars and all that. I'm actually thinking of watching something like the anime ones. I mean, I'm currently sitting binging through Robots in Disguise and loving it, but I am watching the English dub. I'm not watching it in Japanese because I don't want to read subtitles. Although I'm honest, it apparently had a really good game on the PlayStation 2. Just titled Transformers and released by Atari. In 2004, so well, we can't really be complaining too much, can we? On to the next entry. We've blabbered on enough for that animated and all my experiences with all of us. Number two. This is going to be unpopular. It's G1. I mean, this is just a good series. So many good characters, and a lot of pipes. Too bad after season three, a lot of the big names were. Blech. Really, after season three, there was not much jazz or cliff. Characters like Bumblebee, Jazz, and Cliff Jumper. They just were out of the spotlight by season three. I mean, what? I mean, for Cliff Jumper and Jazz, it was sort of. Their actors either walked, in the case of Cliff Jumper, for Casey Kasem. Didn't like how the Arabs were being portrayed. And for Jazz, Scatman Crothers died just after the release of Transformers, the movie. That is sad beyond comprehension. And actually, Jazz is one of the main reasons I like Transformers G1. He's cool. He's funny. And was completely butchered. And then Michael Bay came along and complete. And then Michael Bay attacked and butchered him. God, I'm so making my next episode of this show. Because remember when I did a few episodes back at the very start of my career on this show where I absolutely destroyed Konami and Electronic Arts? Well, I'm going to do that again, but I'm going to dissect. I'm bringing a new burning victim. It's Michael Bay. Yep, Michael Bay is next on the chopping block. Next on the chopping block is Michael Bay. Stay tuned for that soon. And finally, at number one, Transformers Prime. Yep, I'm putting Prime here. 
We think, oh, where's Beast Wars? Well, screw anyone who... I personally do not like Beast Wars. Not that I don't like Beast Wars. I just don't think it's as good as most of the others. Especially Prime, which has epic voice casting, epic storytelling, epic score. And also it's written by Robert Odici and Alex Kurtzman, who have also done other such classic TV shows as the... Um, Reboot of Hawaii Five O. Yep, I am basing my judgment on the guys who wrote Hawaii Five O. Please appreciate me. Oh God, I've got to review some more MLP stuff later, haven't I? Corona's boring to death now, guys. Unless MLP keeps <laughs> us from Corona. MLP. At least MLP have been simmering us over. I mean, Hasbro doing this whole bring back, bring home the fun thing for those of its brands. Mainly Transformers, MLP, and Power Rangers have been really big on trying to help kids have fun at home. And then Hasbro won't buy my idea for the next MLP movie and literally turn it into an MLP remake of Transformers the movie 1986. Murder intact. But then one of my mates, Matt, said, MLP is targeted at younger girls. It would be too dark. Well, screw the girls. We're making this dark, dark, more dark, and I will commission people to animate this online. Ain't to the deviantart.com. Get some of my most known enemies. I have acquired, I have acquired enemies on deviantart.com. I really have really not got much to say here. I think I should sign off now. Actually, that should be staying tuned for the next bit of The Evils of Michael... That's exactly what my next episode's going to be. No Power Rangers, no MLP, just The Evils of Michael Bay and DeviantArt. Stay tuned for that in the near future. Mr Barnes, signing off.